conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Quarter past 10, local researchers have conducted a study looking into over 100 food items that you find in your store. The aim of the study, not only look at their nutritional value, but also to compare their cost. Given the impact of inflation, importing food items have skyrocketed in price, forced some consumers to consider alternatives. Not all consumers can make necessary change without sacrificing key items at the till. This hour, we will look at the ways in which we can navigate through tough economic times while still putting bread on the table. Although, from my reading, bread isn't necessarily the best thing you want to put on your table. Arthur Ramoroko is a corporate nutritionist at Tiger Brands, also joined via Zoom by Dr. Julie Smith, researcher at the Peter Marisberg Economic Justice and Dignity Group that did some research as well. Uh, let's start with Arthur because he's in studio. Arthur, thank you very much for coming. Good morning. Good morning, John. Thank you for having me. <sighs> okay. What, what should we be eating? Uh, in simple terms, John, uh, a diversified diet, uh, which has variety. Yes. And I'm glad today uh, we're looking at the nutritional value of food, yes. uh, especially parent. <laughs> As we know, uh, there has been a lot of challenges with inflation in the country. So I think um, what I want to say today is let's talk about nutrition or mm-hmm. eating in a culturally sensitive way. Okay, very good point. All right, let's talk about, you know, we, we always talk about the food basket. We've got to start there. And maybe I've got to break uh, Dr. Julie Smith in. You've done research on this food basket, right? Yes, John. Okay. What is currently, when, when, when we hear on the news where we, we hear about the food basket has increased by 12.4% or whatever that might be, what is currently in that basket? So the basket we track has got um, 44 foods, and it's really the the core staple foods that most low-income households would have in their, would try and have in their house. Mm -hmm. So maize meal, rice, cake flour, sugar, sugar beans, samp, cooking oil, salt, potatoes, onions, chicken portions, um, eggs, some meats, veggies, um, pilchards, canned beans, some fruits. Uh, margarine, peanut butter, poloni, uh, apricot jam, bread. Um, so just really, really the core basics that you would expect to have in your house. Okay. Now, Arthur, you're saying, uh, the scientists are saying, that some of those foods aren't necessarily, when, when it comes to nutritional value for price, those, some of those aren't, and I, I spoke about bread earlier. So what are you finding are the best things bang for your buck nutritionally? I think uh, my understanding of this study is that uh, obviously they looked at what people typically eat Mm -hmm. and also those kind of stables that we have in South Africa. And uh, the findings actually does confirm what we know in South Africa in terms of um, the nutrition value per rand. If we look at dry legumes or pulses or beans, as people call them, okay. um, they are relatively low in cost. Because if you look at a 500 gram of dry red sugar beans, they actually cost 25 rand. Mm-hmm. And we know if you're feeding a family of four, um, that pack on its own can actually stretch for longer and accommodate more meals. And uh, because the uh, the saving size that you can saving size that you're going to get from that particular pack is actually uh, very much um, um, 
going to cover a lot of people in the household. Okay. But if you look at other items like maize meal, mm. which we know is a staple in South Africa, it, it does have the nutritional value because maize meal is required to be fortified with essential minerals that right. are lacking in the South African diet. So, and we know that many households do buy maize meal every month and pairing maize meal together with the legumes or pulses as we're talking, it's actually going to increase uh, the uh, nutritional value of a meal when, when how people in the households are having it. So also just other forms of vegetables that we know they're always available in, in, in different communities. I mean, cabbage is always there mm. for many communities. Spinach is always there. So things that are within access and reach um, and which are also sometimes seasonal because we know that fruits and vegetables that are in season are better in cost as compared to when they're out of season. So those are kind of things that people need to consider, especially when they think about how they can bring nutrition into their meals. It's, it's, I hear what you're saying, and it makes sense. And we were joking off air that all the lekker stuff costs a lot of money and is not as good, well, it's not as nutritionally full as, as one should. And I'm just looking at fats, oils, food high in fat and sugar. You know, those are the things that I love. There's nothing better than a, than a, a takeaway chicken, for example, or, or some slap chips. But it's, it's, it's quick carbohydrates, isn't it? It is quick. We often call them refined carbohydrates. Right. Uh, but, but what happens is when you have that refined carbohydrate, you're not going to be fuller for longer. Right, so you want to eat more so that you can actually tummy fill, right? right. But what uh, these legumes or pulses do if you combine them with uh, different carbohydrates, they uh, they make you feel fuller for longer, so you get satiated well, and then you're not going to then reach out for those quick, convenient, high sugar, high fat uh, foods that you just spoke about. So, right. we're gonna make sure that you have something that is sustaining mm. and, and I can tell you uh, legumes, pulses, be it butter beans, be yeah. it uh, baked beans, be it lentils they are definitely going to ensure that you are fuller for longer and you will definitely not reach for those high calorie um, dense um, foods yeah, it's, that, it's that lunchtime packet of chips or post lunchtime packet of chips between lunch and supper that, that hurts me uh, Dr. Julie Smith let me bring you in here researcher, in, in fact we're going to come to you in a second, uh, we're going to find out more about the research that you have done uh, the affordability index is what you've been looking at uh, price data from 47 supermarkets and 32 butcheries around the country as well and just how much things are increasing and what we can do to, to save on that and I see there's some voice notes as well, uh, one to to know about uh, some some food items as always you can get involved in the conversation the voice note number 0614104107 you can also call 0860002030 to John Herica on SAFM Johnny for Kathy it's the talking point on SAFM my guest is Arthur Morocco corporate nutritionist to Tiger Brands Dr Julie Smith is a researcher at the Peter Marisberg Economic Justice and Dignity Group uh, Dr Julie Smith just before we go into your research Frankie Peter Marisberg little cynical maybe, wants to know who's funding you? Where do you get your donations from? And are you being supported maybe by food retailers to, to give different views? Um, currently, we've been funded by the DG Murray Trust and uh, 100 Ball. They, um, DG Murray is a South African um, um, 
company. Um, and uh, Handball is a German uh, funder. Okay, let's talk about your research. You have found that the overall cost of that food basket, the one that you were talking about, has risen so much that the average worker salary in South Africa that does an eight-hour day can't afford to sustain their families. Yes, John. So your your national minimum wage um, currently, or in July, if you work the full um, the full twenty-one days, comes in at four thousand two hundred seventy rand. Um, the cost of our of our household food basket. In July, the average cost is 5,081 rand. Mm. So we have a, a, a massive deficit on um, massive de- deficit in terms of how much money we have available to spend on food because, of course, the other expenses that workers have to also pay for, they have to pay for electricity, they have to pay for transport. And food is, you know, one of the very few expenses that women have some level of control over. Um, and so when you look at how much money is available to buy food and how much food costs, there's a massive shortfall in terms of what food is on the plate. So if we take all the other costs, uh, forget how much it costs to rent, and then you've got electricity and transport to get to and from that work, which is, what are you saying, almost 60%, suddenly you're only left with a third of that 4,270 rand. Uh, it's what are people not, what are people not buying? They've only got thousand bucks now to be able to buy a five thousand rand food basket. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you've also got to take into account that the service and debt because because money runs short. I mean, food runs short before the end of the month. So yes. in South Africa, we have to borrow money to buy food, especially towards the end of the month to cover the shortfall. We also have other costs, for example, um, burial um, insurance. Mm. We have omalome, you know, the the uncles that take our kids to school safely. Um, We have a myriad of competing expenses that need to be paid before food. So food is not the first expense. So it means that the money for the food budget is very low to begin with. And then women now have to make incredibly difficult choices about what what to put in their trolleys. And... What women do is that they prioritize the core staple foods. So these are foods to make sure that their kids don't go hungry and also foods that are needed to prepare meals. So this this basket really is, is essential and it's what's bought first. So they really are the, 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 the starches. So your maize, milk, rice, flour, sugar, um, oil, sugar beans, potatoes, onions, cheese, some norox, you know, some stocks and some soups. Mm. And these these form the basic meals. And then all the sort of good quality, the the veggies, the mass, the eggs, the meats, the peanut butter, the pilchards, all of that, you know, the, the, the budget for that is very, very, very low. And that's why we have such a major nutritional crisis in this country, because the cost of the core foods is so expensive. So, for example, in our basket, these core foods can come to around 2,700 rand a month. Sure. Uh, Arthur, can, uh, you heard Dr. Smith there saying that it's, it's, we have a, a nutritional crisis in South Africa. 
uh, we were talking we were talking earlier about foods that can help that a little bit but are we staring at the, are, we, are we looking at a very dark tunnel coming up very quickly i mean we 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 know studies have shown in south africa for many years that uh, south africa is experiencing double burden of disease which is undernutrition especially experienced by you know children and overnutrition we've seen growing in the form of overweight and obesity especially in adults and also in children in recent years we see it growing and that is contributed by a number of factors we know that uh, nutrition there are several factors that are determinants of you know the nutritional status of the south africa Yes, food is really much playing a factor there, given that uh, when people can't afford, you know, um, the healthy basket as we would define it, mm. uh, they would reach out for foods uh, that would not necessarily provide them with this nutritional quality that they require so that they can improve the, the nutrition or health. And we know that um, for overweight and obesity, one of the factors is that uh, people reach for, you know, high energy dense foods, mm. which are going to provide them with that sort of tummy feel. So they're able to have one big meal in a day so that they can then do the demands of the day right. because the day really demands a lot from them. So at least if they have one meal, um, they would know that um, they can actually have the energy or the strength that they require to be able to do the work that they need to do. But it's not always um, a balanced plate of food that they have. Yes. It is can be lacking in certain key nutrients or it can be high in nutrients of concern which we always look at which is sugar fat and and, and salt as well we got a minute to news headlines so short answer we'll continue again after news headlines but uh, you were talking earlier lentil sugar beans split peas they're the highest nutritional value per rand sounds great can one live on lentil sugar beans and split peas alone absolutely not as I started uh, with the conversation, I said we need to have a diversified diet. And if you had what Dr. Jill was saying around, you know, the food basket and what people need to consider into their diet, I mean, she mentioned eggs, she mentioned mass, she mentioned meat. Mm. Yes, lentils and, 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 and beans and, and legumes are really critical to offer people the right nutrition in terms of protein and fiber. Yeah. But we know that they don't... all they don't contain all the nutrition or nutrients that people actually require so so, for so we don't health. need we don't need a massive piece of steak to make us feel full if we have some legumes we can have less steak so one piece of meat can go four ways as opposed to four pieces of meat for four people because yeah. you're filling up with everything all right you can replace or you can swap all right we got so much to talk about in the next half hour can't wait we're going to talk about also i've been told to ask about cultural sensitive food alternatives you started with that and i didn't understand what you mean you're going to explain that to us as well uh, it's half past 10. safm 104 to 107 nationwide leading the conversation Okay, we're talking food. Johnny and for Kathy, by the way, it is the talking point. You're not in the wrong place. My guests are Arthur Ramaroko, corporate nutritionist at Tiger Brands. Dr. Julie Smith is a researcher at the Pinamarisburg Economic Justice and Dignity Group. Going to come up with solutions in a minute. We know that food's expensive. Arthur, let me bring you in. You were talking about culturally uh, sensitive food alternatives. What do you mean? It's about uh, looking at nutrition from what I know, right? Because... Often we talk about health and nutrition and healthy foods, but what is actually the definition of that? Do people actually understand when you talk about healthy foods? And what do we mean? Because 
if you talk in the language that I understand and what was with my reach and I grew up eating, then you got me there. Because then I understand when you talk about, you know, healthy foods or nutritious foods. Yeah, so don't, don't talk about calories and, and, and high... F- tell me what I must eat. Tell me what I must eat, but also tell me something that I'm familiar with. Right. So that when you educate me around eating well, I know that I can do because the food that you actually educate me about, it's something that I grew up eating. Let me give you an example. Yes. I grew up eating sorghum. Mm-hmm. I remember mornings I would wake up with a sorghum porridge or my belly porridge that is fermented. And that taste is familiar to me. Every time I go home, my mother makes it. <laughs> you know, just in the morning when I, f- and I, and I just feel that, you know, fermented uh, smell, uh, uh. it just evokes, you know, the nostalgia in me. And those are kind of the things that we're talking about. We know sorghum is one of the grains that we have in South Africa. Is that a good food? It is a good food. Okay. And we know as we got more urbanized and urbanized, we sort of left eating those kinds of foods. And it's about time we bring them back but it takes, as Africans. But it takes hours to cook. No. sorghum does wake up at four o'clock to cook that for you. No, sorghum is the same as maize meal because it has been uh, milled so that it's easier to cook. So it cooks in relatively the same amount of time. So what I'm talking about is that we need to look at the foods that we have right. in South Africa that can actually offer us the nutrition that we require. Not only looking at what is being defined by the media as healthy foods. As, okay, so so when I think of healthy food that I see from the media, there's a, a plate and it's got a lovely sauce on. And there's, you know, if you think of those ads, there's a big piece of meat. There might be some carrots and some peas. There, there are better ways to fill up your tummy than that. Yes. Okay. Uh, I do want to talk about uh, the the time. We, we, it's kind of jokey about the time, but if I want samp and beans, love samp and beans in a stew, right? Instead of rice, that would be better. Yes. That would be better. Yes. Okay. But now I need to soak it. So that means I need to plan in the morning before I go to work before sunrise. I need to start soaking my samp and beans. Then I need to cook the samp and beans, and that's going to take uh, fuel, electricity, fire, whatever it might be. Who's got time for that? And are there alternatives to that, or do I just have to suck that up? Yes. I mean, we know we've become time poor mm. and we still need to make sure that we prepare meals. I mean, there is nothing that beats cooking at home. You know, homemade meals are the best in terms of the nutrition because you can control what right. you're adding into yeah. your meal. So yes, seven beans, um, <laughs> seven beans, definitely if you want to cook it. Yes, you want to make sure that you soak it and you're going to cook it later on. Yes, I acknowledge it's going to take the fuel that you need, but you will actually have more if you cook at home than going to buy something that is convenient. But also there are convenient options that you can find which can feed um, more than four families and more than four family members because they've been cooked already for you. Mm. All you can do is just open and heat and eat. So there are several ways in terms of how we can still bring nutrition into our meal times. Yes, the issue of you know fuel in this country, we mm. know it's it's a big topic, but I think, like I always say, um, meals that are prepared at home are the best because you can control yeah, you're not the pay- nutrition. And you're not paying all those other extra costs and yes. somebody else's salary and those kind of things, and you're not putting salt in. People chuck salt in. Uh, Dr. Julie Smith, researcher at Peter Marisburg Economic Justice and Dignity Group. What foods, I think we touched on it, what are people not buying now is the price of meat so expensive because people are isn't buying meat people aren't buying meat 
So maybe let me just go back again. I mean, so basically what we're saying is that the, the budget to be able to buy food is very low after all of the yes. other computing expenses that had to be paid for, right? So then with the little money that we have, we first have to secure this core essential staple foods, right? Which takes up an enormous amount of money. So my figure that I gave you was 2,700 Rand mm. okay, for a family of seven. And then after that, then you can start buying the vegetables and the eggs and the mass and the, the meats. So what is happening is because, you know, we aren't getting any really big increase on our wages and because so many of us are unemployed and because the social grants are so low, um, if there is any extra money left over, that has to be applied very, very carefully. And what women tend to do is they try and prioritize nutrition for their kids. So, you know, often dietitians think that we need to give people information that women actually don't know what is good quality nutrition. In our experience, women do know what they are supposed to be feeding their kids. Mm. They just don't have the money to be able to afford it. Sure. But they will still try. And they'll try and get the mass and the eggs and um, some uh, cheaper cut of meat, and definitely. And then what normally happens is that women sacrifice their own bodies in order to make sure that their kids can get that proper nutrition. Mm. So we, we basically have a maternal health crisis now because oh. women are, are giving all of the good food to the kids because they eat last. Um, whatever whatever is left in the pot, a, a mm. mother will eat, but whatever's good quality food, she'll make sure that your children can sure. have that and try and extend the nutritional diversity for as long as possible. So if we look at what's being dropped out of the plate, the higher the cost of these core foods, the less money there is for the good quality nutritious foods, the nice foods. Um, yeah. And because there's so few of the nice foods, everybody wants to eat them as fast as possible because they run out. <laughs> good point, yes. You know, so you can buy some mass, for example. Um, you can put it in the fridge. Um, as a mother, you... and Dr. Julie Smith has dropped this. Uh, Julie, sorry. Yeah, all right, we, we, we'll get Julie Smith back on the line. Uh, Arthur, we, we got two minutes before we got to take an ad break. Arthur Amaroko is corporate nutritionist at Tiger Brands. Biggest, correct me if I'm wrong, biggest food manufacturing in, in the country, right? How much responsibility, this education that you were hearing, Dr. Julie Smith, the mothers know, how much responsibility falls on you to help this nutrition crisis that we're having? Yeah, I mean, as a food company, Tiger Brands, um, I mean, the purpose is to nourish and nurture more lives every day, I mean, through the basket of foods mm. and beverages that we have. And, and we have a health and nutrition strategy which seeks to offer affordable and nutritious foods to, you know, all the people in South Africa who would buy the basket of our products, and um, we 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 do acknowledge that the price of food has been on the rise, and there are other strategies that we try to come up with in terms of obviously making sure that their food is affordable you know, for the people that buy the foods that we're selling. And uh, hence, uh, I was mentioning that uh, 
the some of these products that we have like lentils and and dry beans are sort of those products that we actually then promote you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. for those um low income households um and, and and so that they can actually still uh get the nutrition because everybody has the right to nutrition in in, in this country and as a as, as a company we do try to make sure that uh, we do help solve the nutritional shortcomings that we see in the country. Of course, education is centered to it. Um, We do continue to offer education through the program that we have, which is called Eat Well, Live Well, which seeks to promote good eating habits and and cooking habits Mm. for, for all consumer communities. So... And also, there are other types of foods that we have. We have maize meal. Um, we have bread. Um, we try to make them as affordable as possible so that everybody can okay. actually find something within um, their reach in terms of their affordability. Arthur Morocco, we're going to continue our chat with you, corporate nutritionist to Tiger Brands. Dr. Julie Smith is back on the line. We'll continue talking with her as well. Conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Morning, John. Uh, can you please ask your guest if uh, is it fine if I ate whatever junk I wanted to eat, but then take protein shakes? You know, Ooh. I go to the gym. I take protein shakes anyway. So I mean, can I eat junk and then you know supplement with protein shakes where the food that I eat doesn't carry all the nutrition that I need? Tabo here. Thank you. Arthur, I'm going to guess that if the word junk is involved in your diet, it's not a good thing. Yes, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm also I'm always tempted to say, ask what is junk, right? Yes, <laughs> and because the word junk, I know it's it's commonly used with food, but as, as as nutrition professionals or people within the nutrition community, we say, you know, every food has a role that it plays in a person's diet, right? Uh, there isn't good or bad food. And I know we try to demonize certain right. foods. Yeah. And th- that's what I want to actually debunk. We should not be demonizing any type of food because every food has a role that it plays. Um, and there are different foods, we know, and they do offer different contributions in terms of nutritional quality. It, yes, they may not be the same. Some may say they are nutritional powerhouses, as we know. The study has um, indicated in terms mm. of looking at pulses, uh, legumes, lentils, butter beans. We can name many of them. Um, so when we look at eating, it should always be a balanced approach. We need to have be mindful of also what we're eating. Yes, I, I can't say I'm going to eat foods that are calorie dense as I would imagine that's what the listener is referring Mm. to and then say I'm going to take a protein shake because I'm trying to uh, replenish um, or build muscle mass as um, an active person so ultimately what I'm saying is we need to take a balanced approach to eating consider your starches consider your uh, protein in the form of legumes or pilchards or meat or eggs or you know, dairy, and consider fruit and vegetables um, because we often say that um, as South Africans, we portion distort. We have more starches on our plates um, compared to uh, vegetables. And I know there's issues around um, affordability Mm. of vegetables. But even in those um, um, people that can afford vegetables, we still see that um, the plate of food is skewed towards having more starches, whereas we actually need to have... A lot of vegetables 
on our plates compared to having starches. That that sounds great, Arthur. But as I'm sure Dr. Julie Smith will explain, and we need to wrap it up, Dr. Julie Smith. That's the problem, right? These these lovely vegetables that we want and uh, that are healthy for us that give us all the iron and the minerals and things. Those are the expensive things in your research. And 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 if you can just wrap up what what you found and anything else you want to add. Yeah, John. So basically, we if you want to try and ensure that people eat better, um, we have to try and reduce the cost of the core staple foods. Um, we also have to try and reduce the cost of other things. So, for example, electricity transport. Um, and then just so that people have more money in their pockets, but also that the cost of food comes down. And then we have to trust that women are very aware um what they should be feeding their children and um, that if they had more money in their pockets then they would be able to make those choices. Um, we can be looking at, for example, ensuring that um, women are able to access um, vegetable markets close to home via street vendors because the vegetables are fresh and they're much cheaper. Um, there are possibilities around getting proper nutrition but currently the situation is because our, our wages are so low and our grants are so low and the cost of goods and services are so high that women are doing the best that they can. And um, they're making enormous sacrifices for their kids and thank God they are because if they wouldn't be doing that, then our, mm. you know, would have much higher stunting levels than we have already. Um, but really, you know, yes, pulses and beans are a much better source of protein. Um, but in order to be able to actually get to that point, we have to try and reduce the cost of the core foods. I mean, a bag of 5 kg beans, sugar beans, is around 170 rand. Mm. Now, that's almost half mm. a 350 grant. Before, you you know, even, so before you've even done anything else, before you've got the exactly. water and the so electricity and all that. Look, yeah. We have to look at the price of food. I mean, we need to be realistic but we need to prioritize nutrition for our kids because if we don't do that, then our, our health outcomes, our education outcomes, our economic mm. outcomes are going to continue to suffer. And also we're going to suffer with social instability as well. So it's a major political priority that South Africa has in front of them and we have to actually secure the nutrition of our kids and also our mothers because we're going to have a major maternal health crisis going forward. Right, Dr. Julie Smith, I'm going to let you go. Thank you very much. Research at the Pimmarisberg Economic Justice and Dignity Group. Uh, Arthur, I know you're a corporate nutritionist at Tiger Brands. You don't make the prices. But you know, w when you hear that, uh, you guys are making the prices. You guys are feeding the nation and you're, you're making the prices for that nation. Um, you, I kind of want to go to you. Why don't you just lower your prices? Give it, give it less profits for the big wigs and, and help this country. I wish it was that easy because, <laughs> uh, like everybody else in this country, uh, we yeah, food prices are concerning for everyone. And uh, yes, Tiger Brands is in business, but like I said, we have made strong commitments um, to offer affordable and nutritious food as we look in the innovation processes that we have right. in terms of bringing new products or even existing products in terms of how can we make them better you know for South Africans or the people that buy our products by we, adding minerals to maize yes, for example we have right. uh, you know certain breakfast cereals that are uh, 
consumed by children. Mm. We know that uh, micronutrient deficiencies, as we often call it, uh, hidden hunger, is experienced by children in this country. We do uh, fortify uh, with key minerals that are lacking in children's diet so that we can improve the, the nutrition outcomes of, ch of children. But we know that, you know, Nutrition also needs to come at taste because taste is a passport factor yes. you know, for food. Yeah. Because food. I don't like um, lentils. <laughs> food is, uh, food may be emotive, uh, uh, can be emotive, right? So we do ensure that even the flavors that we bring yeah. with those foods are the ones that kids would love and eat the food because if the kids don't eat the food that we actually uh, put to them, right. then it's lost nutrition. Give us, have you got a website to help us? Yes. Go. So we do have a wealth of knowledge and resources that mm -hmm. you can find on our Eat Well, Eat Well website, which can be found at ewlw.co.za. Right, start again. Ew. Ewlw.co.za. What does that stand for? Eat Well, Live Well. Okay. Ewlw for Eat Well, Live Well. All right. Yes. And also we are available on socials at uh, Eat well live well sa on both instagram and facebook okay and there's tips and advice and, there is and tips recipes and, advice. and those kind of things yes excellent uh arthur Morocco, thank you very much corporate nutritionist at tiger brands still amazed at the price of a loaf of bread i don't, I don't understand it but that's what you guys get paid the biggest bucks for if you want to find out more uh, and get some tips and advice www.ewlw.co.za i'm going to go have a look during this